What is up, Conscious Monkeys? Welcome to another episode of Catch Up with Clayton. As always, I'm Clayton. I'm your host. I'm here. Still Clayton. <laughs> and today is June 1st. Wow. We are in the month of June. June number one. Time is flying by, guys. Hopefully you're staying present. I mean, you know, no time like the now kind of thing, right? Maybe that's making time go faster. I don't know. I mean, I guess it seems about right, but so much has happened. I'm rambling. You guys don't want to hear about me and contemplating time. What we can talk about, though, is I'm going to talk about the Mission Impossible movies uh, with Tom Cruise. I found this really fascinating because I've watched a couple of them in the past, and a new one came on this week. And for those who don't know, Tom Cruise basically plays this secret agent, and he doesn't really do too much, like... He kind of like leaves a life of solitude and not solitude, but just a quiet life. And then, you know, whenever some world ending catastrophe is about to happen, he gets like read in, he gets briefed, and then he basically gets put out there to figure out how to solve it. And what occurs is, and what makes it quote unquote mission impossible is that these missions are like insane. Like he has to go to some remote destination, figure out where nuclear bombs are going to go off figure out where the nuclear bombs are going to go off, then only has like a brief window in which he can actually defuse the bomb. And then, you know, there's a bunch of just other crazy shit that kind of gets lumped into it. And to me, I saw so many parallels kind of with my life and then just the life as a whole. You know, it's like, okay, what's the goal? The goal is to not allow this, you know, nuclear catastrophe to wipe out a third of the world's population. Okay, cool. Now, let's focus on what we want, okay? We don't want that to actually happen. And so then they create kind of like this general plan of, okay, what are we going to do to make sure... Let's make this general plan... Sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. Let's make this general plan of what we're going to do in order to make sure that that's not going to occur. Well, you know, the plan starts rolling out. They're kind of doing all the things. And then, of course, as life new shit comes up that changes the thing. So like in one aspect, they had to find the detonator uh, that was going to set off these nuclear bombs. And the guy who has the detonator gets into a helicopter. Well, the helicopter takes off, but he has like 15 minutes to get to him. So then he jumps, he like gets a rope from the other helicopter. And then he needs to take this helicopter and find a way to like smash the other helicopter to ground it. And then he's able to like, it's just this crazy shit. Right. And a piece of it is like, okay, this doesn't really like, this is so crazy. Right. But, but what I think it realizes and really highlights is the idea that I've kind of talked about before, where you just really need to see two feet in front of you. You don't need to figure out everything as you go along. You really just need to focus on like, what is the one barrier? What's the one obstacle? What is this one challenge that I need to accomplish and overcome in order to get to that grandiose picture in life? Like, you know, the thing is, is like he needs to get to the remote that's in this other helicopter. Well, well, step one is you need to get into a helicopter yourself to get there. How are you going to land it? I, it's like an I don't know, but I'll figure it out when I get there mentality. And it's so wild to see this movie unravel kind of in this way, because, you know, people lay out what the plan is. And then you have all these different minds saying, oh, that's impossible. That's not going to happen. And, you know, obviously, Tom Cruise being the central lead figure is like. 
no, like this is what is going to happen. It's not that it is impossible. It's just we'll figure out how to make it work. And I think that's just such a metaphor for life. It's a metaphor for any situation or problem that you're trying to solve in your life. You know, are you becoming trying to become a successful podcaster? Are you trying to become a successful YouTuber? And it's like, to what extent are you going to put all of your eggs into that basket and make it work? Like for me, for instance, I'm starting to hit a breaking point with, you know, money coming in essentially. But I just know that if I keep my vision and keep pushing, it's like it's like the universe doesn't want isn't going to succeed to who the universe isn't going to collapse around the person who is dead set on their vision. Like it's going to make it work. And and I know that this is a movie, but but the real life parallels are so real to me. It's just it's it's like right in front of me whenever I see these movies now, it's like you know, I have nothing to worry about about this podcast. I have nothing to worry about with regards to it being successful because I know that it is going to be successful. I know that it's going to work. It doesn't matter to me if somebody comes up and wants to throw in all these negative things. Oh, you need to think about a business plan. Oh, you need to think about this. Oh, you've been doing this for 10 months now and you are only, you know, at this level. It's like, it doesn't fucking matter. As long as I'm keeping the vision and I'm true to myself and where I'm seeing that this thing's going to go. It's going to happen. It's just like the more challenges I face, the greater reward. It's like you want to stop a nuclear bomb from going off. You want to stop two nuclear bombs from going off. Like, you know, it was him and three other people. It's just like you need just a small crew around you and you're going to make the impossible possible. It really hit home for me. (laughs) Hopefully that rant hit home for someone else. And so use this as some sort of encouragement that if you have like this vision of like this do or die vision of you've found something that you're so convinced that you're going to achieve in life and that this is like what you're put on earth to do this is your god sent this is what you know you're being called to for me that's podcasting and talking about spirituality and consciousness and revel and raising the level raising the vibration of humanity as a whole That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put all of my eggs into that basket because I know that that is the basket. I can just feel it as I'm even talking to you guys now, as I'm relaying this information, it's like, this is my basket. This is what my thing and purpose is to give to the world. And furthermore, I guess I just realized this as I was just listening to the Joe Rogan podcast with Mr. Beast. And you guys don't know who Mr. Beast is. He's one of the biggest one of, if not the biggest YouTubers on YouTube. (laughs) And he basically was telling his story about how he became big. And it was the same exact shit. He had been doing it since he was like 13 years old. And whenever he graduated at 18, his mom was like, okay, you're either going to go to community college. You're getting kicked out of the house. He lied about, he quote unquote, went to community college. He made it seem like he was, he basically didn't end up going and instead just sat in his car whenever he said he was at community college and basically just worked on his YouTube videos. And his whole MO was like, well, shit, like I now have until my mom figures out that I'm not actually going to community college to become successful at a, as a YouTuber. And he said, like, you know, a week before she found out or something like he made like 20 grand in a month and just realized that it was there that he could just move out and not have to play by her rules, so to speak. And it goes back to the whole Testament of he did this thing whenever YouTube wasn't that big of a thing. People really weren't making money and he just knew his, he knew what his basket was in life and he just committed to it. And then the universe was like, fuck yeah, this kid figured it out. He's committed. 
here's your reward. And now he is at the top of his industry because he followed exactly what he knew his calling was and just felt it. And it's really, I'm honestly feeling my body vibrate just because I know the amount of truth that's in this. It's in that Mission Impossible movie. It's in that Mr. Beast movie, video, life, whatever podcast. And I feel it within my own podcast. And <laughs> so I'm being honest, I've started to tear up a little bit right now because I can just, I just feel the truth in that. And I, I don't know, I just wanted to give that lens into somebody else's life. So, you know, if you've never seen what that looks like, take these lessons and go listen to that Mr. Beast podcast and apply this metaphysical structure of reality onto that podcast. Go apply it to the Tom Cruise movie. And, you know, if you want to apply it to my life, just realize that I'm at that point now where I'm right now at that point in my journey where I know what that thing is. It's, it's this, I know what it is. And I'm just at that point where it's like, all right, you just got to commit to this for a long enough time. You have to trust the universe for a quote unquote long enough time in order for the universe to be like, wow, damn, Clayton's not giving up. And I'm sitting here telling you that I am not going to give up. So universe throw all this shit at me. Let's fucking do it. And be careful challenging the universe because I know that it will, <laughs> it will, uh, it will listen to all of your words and everything you tell it. So, you know, be careful with that, but I'm not, I'm comfortable telling it that because I'm ready for anything that it's going to throw at me. I'm ready for the obstacles in which I'll need to overcome. And maybe this is a perfect segue into another thing I have on the list, which is the episode schedule might get a little clunky in the month of July and August. And this is because of me going to Costa Rica and Peru for the month of July. And then whenever I get back into Pittsburgh, I'm actually going to a bachelor party. So there's going to be a solid five weeks, I think five or six weeks where I'm just like on the move. I'm going to still keep trying to do these catch up with Clayton episodes, but I'm really going to be falling into my intuition and I'm going to really try to figure out how I'm able to expand this into something bigger. I, look, don't get me wrong. I still absolutely love doing the episodes and they're going to be back. And I'm going to continue to do them. I just, you know, kind of need to pivot in order to accommodate for the situation that I'm getting placed in. Well, I'm placing myself in it, right? But I need to, in order, figure out a way to, you know, keep releasing podcast content, but it just might get structured a little bit differently through that month. Um, and we're going to just try new shit. Maybe you guys will like it. Maybe you won't. I don't know. I'm just going to follow my intuition because it's not led me astray so far. And so I'm just going to be pushing that path. There might be some like different like little changes that you see. Um, this actually comes into another point of mine is I might try doing some like Akashic readings because uh, now dot 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 drum roll please, I am now a certified officially licensed Akashic records reader. I've identified my pathway. I'm able to connect to my divine guidance system and. I, look, anyone can do this shit. Like, I, there's nothing special about me. I literally just said yes to the universe whenever it offered me this this opportunity. I can put you in contact with people who would teach you. I'll put you in contact with my teacher if you're interested. But the whole goal of this, the whole point of what I'm trying to say is, is that we're going to be exploring. We're going to be trying new things. I just wanted to give you a little bit of an update of what to expect down the road. Still going to be releasing podcasts. They just might teeter a little bit it might change a little bit the whole structure of it might become a little bit different but i don't know to me like that's life right you can't just keep doing the same shit over and over and over and over again because it's just one of those things where i don't know i mean again i still model i still think i'm modeling myself after like joe rogan because i just absolutely love sitting down and just talking with people for 
hours on end. It's just, it's so amazing. Like I, I find myself in that, in that state of flow. I find myself in that, gosh, damn, if you've ever seen the movie soul, it's like this, this divine space of just feeling like in the moment I get like nervous. I legitimately get nervous before I get into interviews. And I've talked about this on previous interviews and I'm going to be talking about it. I think in interviews coming up. Oh yeah. Actually the interview that's getting released on Monday, I talk about anxiety and it's actually a fucking phenomenal ass interview. You'll have to check it out, get ready for it. But we literally talk about, um, what do we talk about? Oh, anxiety and all that coming out. And so, yeah, just like these, this embodiment of anxiety before I get into podcasts where sometimes I'm like, holy shit, I hope they, I'm, I'd be okay if they canceled kind of thing because I get too anxious and too excited. But that's like, but that like feeling of anxiety, it's like, well, once you press record, you are just going to slip into the flow state. And it's such a beautiful place to be. And if you've never felt that before, I mean, you really, I, I think everyone has to have at least felt that before at some point in your life. Whether or not you've been consciously aware that you felt it, I think that's a whole another different conversation. But it's just this place of being in oneness and you just feel this alignment just go through you where you're in your zone. Nothing you can do can go wrong. I've had times where my dog has barked. If you've heard episode, I think, 35 with Christina Rice, my dog barks. And then it it's like I just find this way because I'm pulling from this divine source of energy to channel, which is an interesting word to channel the way that I'm able to use it in the best way for the podcast. And quite frankly, that's the state I want to kind of live in my entire life, if it's possible, where you're just turning off the thinking mind. You're literally just connecting to this other person. You're connecting with the universe in a different modality and able to embody embody the information that's coming through. You're just kind of listening to your higher self and just translating it into physical words through my vocal cords to come through into your ear to create imagery. And then you're in that place as well as I am. And quite frankly, the way that this entire episode itself has been playing out, I have felt that this entire time. And I'm just going to keep going through it because I know in the past when I felt this through past catch up with Clayton's, I've had a tendency to shut it down and just move on to the next thing. And yet just by being in this moment of recording and just listening and focusing on like this one thing, I've already checked off three or four things off of the, what I wanted to talk about just because it's like you're channeling this information, you're channeling this energy from a higher source than yourself and just finding a way to push it into the thing you're called to do. So, I mean, maybe that's something I even challenge you to look at is look in your life when you have felt of no mind of no time, and this wraps into what we were talking about earlier. Oh, June 1st. It's already June 1st. Like, you know, that either comes from the fact that you are so aligned with doing what you're doing in the present moment that time tends to stand still for you. Or is it because you're so overwhelmed with what you're doing that you have no time for yourself? And so it's really a double-edged sword as to why it might feel like, oh shit, it's already June. For me, it's because I am so present in this present moment and I for some reason I feel like I'm coming across as bragging but it's just I experienced this if you listen to my podcast episode when I was stuck in the London airport um you know it took me like an hour to go through security but because I had been so attuned to the fact that it was going to take a lot of time I purely dropped into the present moment of just enjoying each moment and it felt like it felt like five to ten minutes for me 
maybe 10 to 15 minutes, but it ended up being 45 to 60 minutes. And I didn't even realize it because I was just like, well, this is what's going to happen. I'm just going to observe and absorb everything that the inner, that the um, airport and the atmosphere and the energy has to give me. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's a pretty good rant. I might just leave it at that. I think I'm just going to leave it at that because I do have another note here um, to talk about spiritual politics. I do have a spiritual politics note here. Huh. I'm, I'll just say this. Um, the spiritual politics is I believe that there is a meta conversation that needs to occur with us in society. And this is going to be regards to the uh, mass shooting that occurred, uh, you know, in Texas. I, uh, I, you know, look, I basically know very little of the factual quote unquote factual, because what the fuck are facts? Anyhow, we just have a bunch of news media whores who are just basically whoring out their information of who's the first person that can say something ridiculous. And so to even articulate that anybody knows what actually happened, I think is a joke at this point anymore, because if you, it's like. It's like this idea where if you want to be informed, you listen to the news. But at the end of the day, the news is skewing all the shit that they bring in anyhow. So how do you even know what they're saying is actually real? I digress. The point that I want to get to is, you know, the whole conversation about is around whether or not guns should be illegal or illegal. But look, I'm just going to leave it at this. Is that is the wrong conversation to have. If we want to have a conversation about why that's the wrong conversation to have, here's essentially my rebuttal is that. It has nothing to do with the inanimate object, right? And I know people on the gun control side of things say that, but my point is, getting away from my point, my point is, is that that is not the right conversation. And look, I've said this before on here when I bring up spiritual politics is the reason that I bring up spiritual politics is because the conversation that is being had in the mainstream and the norm of everybody is always the inaccurate conversation oh, the, the globe is either cooling up or it's heating down or we're having no impact. Wrong conversation. Uh, you know, I'm not going to go down the list because I know it'll trigger people too much. Maybe, maybe it will, maybe it won't. I have no fucking clue. But I just want to get to the point that in this particular situation, talking about guns is the distraction. That is the wrong conversation that we need to be having as a society. The actual conversation is around the idea of the wounded masculine because this is what is being perpetuated throughout society. We have an entire fuck generation it's probably the last four or five generations of men have been brought up in a society that tells them to suppress their emotions suppress their feelings don't feel into your feminine if you fall into your feminine that's weak and look if you want to hear my story as to why i have bought into the wounded masculine ideology go look at a past it might have been two or three weeks ago my akashic i think it's like akashic uh, record story update and that story will show you how in a past life that I had, why I see the feminine as weak. And look, that's a false narrative that is not true in the essence of anything. Right. And I think there's this issue. There's a di- dichotomy issue. There's an issue where, you know, you hear the leftist types bring up, you know, the patriarchy, toxic masculinity. And as a male, as a white male, I just don't think that that's a healthy way to paint the picture of it for other men to come out of this to come out of this 
place of a what I call a wounded masculine, which is I think this is the best way to summarize it. I think that that is the terminology that we need to be start using in society is the wounded masculine, because that's what it is. And look, I'm no prophet of any sort to come up with that term. I've heard it from somewhere else, but I believe that the calling it the wounded masculine is the proper way to handle this. And quite frankly, if I'm going to be completely transparent about it, you know, if you're wounded, it means you went to battle. Like the connotation around the word wounded is so much more powerful for men because of the connotation of, you know, being wounded means that you went to war, you now have something that you need to heal and repair. So I don't want to go down too far down that rabbit hole. The reason I bring this up though, is that this wounded masculine energy, which comes in the form of suppressing emotions, purely just getting angry. Like I know whenever I was brought up, my dad would just yell at me whenever he didn't know the answer. And I talk about this in podcast episodes, which he learned from his father. He learned from his father. It's this generational shit that we are now at this phase of earth, this humanitarian phase, humanitarian, this human phase of existence where we need to heal our masculine energy as a collective, as a whole, as earth. And so what I encourage you to do at the individual level, because look, there's not shit that I can do at a mass global scale to affect the wounded masculine. Well, I guess that's kind of false, but it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of like this dual nature. It's like, if I want to affect the mass wounded masculine, I need to heal my own wounded masculine in order for it to propagate out onto a, uh, a global scale. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do here. I look, I'm in the process of healing my wounded masculine. I look, another issue I'm having is actually not even knowing what a healed masculine looks like because majority of the figures that we have in our life are wounded masculine. I was even watching the Jetsons who doesn't know it came out like in the sixties or seventies or something where, you know, it's a cartoon. It's from this futuristic, you know, futuristic uh, society, but the dad is always angry. <laughs> it is crazy to me to see, but the dad is literally always angry. He's making fists when he yells at his kids, which implies violence, which is another aspect of the wounded masculine. And I shit you not, if you look at majority of pop culture, TV, you know, the father is always pissed. The The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air just came to mind. Uncle Phil, like as cool as he is, he's mad. He has a face that he looks mad majority of the time. Look at any of your favorite shows from like the 70s or 90s. On average, the man, the father, the masculine figure is angry. And so it is no wonder to me that we are all operating from this place of a wounded masculine energy. And that is really the true conversation that needs to be had in our society. All of this to say, it's not about guns. And if that triggers you, so be it. But listen, it is about the fact of being wounded masculine. It's kind of interesting because I guess a gun is a pretty masculine object, you know, steel, you know, war, it has a lot of masculine energy to it. And so that's what's being attacked. And so maybe there's, you know, maybe that is the conversations that's being had at a different level. But I, but I guess I just want to extrapolate, extrapolate it out that if you heal your masculine energy, it's like, we're, we're not going to be talking about guns anymore. You know, it's, you know, and I think people talk about how this is a mental health issue. It's a mental health issue. And look, I'm all on board with that, but let's get more specific about the mental health issue that it is, which is wounded masculine energy. And look, if you're a female listening to this, I truly believe that there becomes this dichotomy at play where, you know, I, I think that we all have, we all have masculine and feminine energy within us. So just because you're a female, I do not believe that it absolves you from being affected by wounded masculine. Now, 
I believe that there's probably more men in society. I, I believe that it's probably more advantageous to just try to communicate my words to men because that's what I relate to. And I guess I want to be hesitant on any sort of feminine discussion here because I really don't know exactly what it's like to be a female. I know most of my past lives I've chosen male and for whatever, I just, I guess I like being a male. I like men. I, <laughs> that sounds weird, but I guess, I guess my soul likes being a man. But, but that's, I mean, the thing, I, I, I mean, obviously I can enjoy the beauty of women, but, but where I'm trying to go with this is that there's certainly something within the fact of being a man and falling into your being a healed masculine. Like we, we need to work on that. I really don't have all the answers. I can only work on myself. And that's what I'm encouraging everyone else to do. Purely just work on your masculine energy. See where you're wounded in your masculine. Why is it that you cannot fall into your feminine? You know, why can you not fall into intuition? Why do you have to be logical about everything? And honestly, this kind of goes back into what we were talking about earlier in the podcast is the fact that, you know, you can have kind of this like general plan, which is a masculine characteristic, but then whenever you get into the plan, you need your feminine. You can have this general idea of what your podcast is going to sound like and be like, you can take all these notes and that's the masculine. But then now, whenever I'm sitting here rifting to you guys, just kind of going off the top of my head, I am more now in my feminine intuitive state. So damn, I must be doing some solid progress with healing my masculine and feminine because I feel like that is a consequence. The consequence of having a healed masculine and a healed feminine is to sit here and be able to articulate the way that I am. Wow. So look, again, I I try to say that as humbly as possible. I'm not trying to come across as holier than thou or anything. I, I truly believe that if I figured this out, anybody can. And hopefully the words that I am putting into this microphone that are coming into your earbuds right now actually helps propagate this healing that we need to do at a mass level. But in order to make that healing at a mass level, you have to do it at an individual level, which then comes to my point that if I'm able to do it, put it into this microphone, it now gets broadcasted out to my audience. And then you guys can hopefully broadcast it out to your audiences, which then heals us at a mass level. Wow. That was cool. (laughs) Um, While I've got you here, I'm just going to put this at the end of here where I have actually got the app coming out soon. Uh, It's actually out on the Google Play Store right now. Search Traveling to Consciousness. Uh, Working on Apple right now. Um, The website's live. Also, expect ads in this upcoming episode because I do want to start pushing people to support me, support the show. I mean, I want to be able to reinvest this into the show itself. I really don't give a shit about, um, you know, becoming a five-time fucking landowner. I don't know. Whatever you want to say. Um, But my point is, is that I want to be able to reinvest in the show, reach more people with these type of messages. So, you know, the best thing you guys can do is A, share, and then B, subscribe. Also, I do want to point out that if you do subscribe, subscribe via the website, travelingtoconsciousness.com, because prices will be 15 to 30% cheaper than they are on the site or on the app, because on the app, it... um, you know, the big boys need their money. So yeah, go on to, go on to the website to order, to buy. Um, I get a higher profit. You pay less money. We all win. So go on the app, go download the app, go on the website to make any purchases. There are also more purchases available on the, um, on the, what are we calling it? The website. 
Uh, so yeah, a, a whole bunch of awesome content. I'm going to be expanding it out to more. There's options so that you can get the cheapest version now. You just have to pay a one-time fee if you'd like. Um, and just, I'm going to keep producing because guys, this is what I was fucking sent here to do. As we were talking about this earlier in the podcast, I was sent here to produce podcast episodes. I was sent here to, maybe a portion of it is to awaken the wounded excuse me, awaken the wounded masculine, because I, I think that's a huge issue that's plaguing our mental health in our society and going unacknowledged. Maybe that's on purpose. Maybe it's not. Or maybe that's for another podcast episode. Who am I to say? All I am here to say is let's keep growing together and let's keep doing the healing that we need to do. We got this, guys. See you in the next podcast. Wait, that's not how I end it. Um, thanks for listening. Oh, let's keep growing together.